0: Happy St. Patrick's Day, our fellow listeners. Welcome into the Saturday spinny edition of the Field of 60. What? Not St. Patrick's Day. It's celebrating Chicago today. Jim, Jim I, I get is, it. Trust me, you live it. in Chicago. You walk yeah. outside right now. It is basically St. Patrick's Day. It's been I just hijacked. Conf- whatever the I official didn't want to day confuse is.
1: Use the listeners who are like, wait a second. Does he think it's really St.
0: Patrick's Day? No, our listeners, Jim, are social butterflies. They're all celebrating properly today as the official weekend to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. But hey, it's the Field of 68 Best Bets Show. We talk college basketball. We break down the lines, locks, leans, and the like. The other guy's Jim. The other other guy is Kai. A lot of games yesterday, Jimbo. I'll start with you. You must have learned a thing or two.
1: No, I didn't learn anything, Matt. Everything confirmed exactly You're what a I poor expected student. yesterday. You're a poor student. Uh, no, I, I learned quite a bit. Uh, I learned that Auburn cannot win a national title because yep. they lost in the quarterfinals of their conference tournament. Hasn't wow. been done. No, no one's done that since at least 1985. So they joined Baylor and Illinois. Baylor, yeah. several mm-hmm. other teams that... Uh, bowed out Wisconsin. Sorry, sorry, Badgers. I think that's a bad trend. I think it's kind of indicative. You need to be playing somewhat well going into the tournament. And yeah, the reason uh, Auburn almost got back in at games because of Wendell Green shooting, but the reason they were down 20 was Wendell Green and Katie Johnson's shooting. So yeah, I have <laughs> I have serious
2: concerns about Auburn going yeah. forward, Kai. Well, gosh, my takeaway is the bubble intrigue is getting well, very, very intriguing. We had Indiana win yesterday. We had Virginia Tech win yesterday. We had Texas A&M, who's not dead in the water quite yet. They beat Arkansas today. They might be there. Teams like Xavier, teams like Wake, teams like name an ACC school, not name Virginia Tech, are getting very nervous right now as these teams are still alive and playing for attorney birth. So it's going to be very exciting, Matthew, today. I cannot wait. One of the best college basketball days ever.
0: I want to pour one out
2: for
1: VCU. (sighs) Ever. Ever.
0: Uh, it's, you, yeah, my, they're my done bubble
1: boys have they're, they're they done. lit their hopes on fire yesterday. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Jim, can I turn that 180? Let's go, spiders, baby. I'm all out on this Richmond run. Everyone's forgotten about oh, them. The last no. two years. Mooney's getting fired. Mooney's getting fired. Are they gonna get there? Are they gonna get there? They blow games, they blow games. They're two wins away from dance town. So I think the spiders are going. Uh my Mad. takeaway was we're refereeing. St. Louis boys. We're
2: St. Louis boys. We're working for mm, some- not, not
0: a Bills guy, no. though. Not, not a bills, never <sighs> never adopted the Bills. Um My takeaway though is that refereeing has to improve. This whole block charge thing's gotten out of control. Mm. Um, Jim, as you mentioned, as you tweeted out, I should say so properly. Let's let the players decide the outcomes. You know, we don't need the zebras to step in and get involved. Let's let's stay outside the boundaries. All right, let's get into it. Outline tons of questions already coming through the chat. Mop inquiries. Before we go any further, please hit the like button right now. Stop what you're doing. Quit typing. Quit drinking your coffee. Please hit that like button instantly. Thank you. Jim, coming to the West Coast, Arizona, UCLA starts off our outline today. Big news, obviously, is the Wildcats without Kirkrissa, their spark plug, their enigmatic leader there at the point of attack. And UCLA, man, I've just I've doubted in the last couple of games and they have promptly uh, silenced me. Been very impressive. Seems like they're getting a little bit healthier. What are you looking at with this uh, this Pac-12 showdown?
1: Well, Matt, there was a, a rogue opener out here in Vegas that had UCLA favored, and I thought that was wild. Uh, Arizona was laying seven points in Tucson. Okay, three or four for home, down to four. Is Caruso worth five points? He's not worth five points to me. I think he's excellent, but between Dalen Terry, Justin Kyer, Pelo Larson, they have some decent playmakers to fill in that role, and, man, their front court is good. We saw it yesterday. Tubelis was fantastic. Coloco was great. Uh, got away from Colorado late, relatively impressive. I kind of lean towards Arizona here. I get it with UCLA; they have been playing better. Hawkins has been just on a tear. Yes, yep, basically. Monster. Tiger, Tiger Campbell was on fire last night, uh, but I'm still leaning towards Arizona. I believe in this team. Uh, no, Carisa does hurt because of the not just the shot making, but like the swagger, the, the, the attitude he brings on court. Maybe he can still bring that from the sideline, get his boys amped up. Uh, I, I would, I would be. Uh, slightly
2: slightly to the Wildcats there, considering where the line is at—only one and a half, Kai. Yeah, interesting. We got kind of chalk in the Pac-12. Uh, got the one-two seed. I guess that was kind of expected. Yeah, with the only, the only upset was uh, Stanford over Arizona State. That's wins. right. A nine-eight. Yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah, no, Chris, worries me here, guys. Um, I, I think Arizona locked up a one seed yesterday with the win. Um, I, I don't really see them falling off. You know, maybe Kansas and Kentucky both get up there and they fall off with Baylor, but I think Arizona's there already. I don't know if that's motivation either way, but just stating the facts here. UCLA did beat USC yesterday by 10 in a 61-possession game. That's impressive. Jim mentioned Hawkins; He was great. Their defense was great. They split the season series with Arizona during the year. I actually kind of think UCLA wins this, Matt. They have the size to battle Arizona's bigs, and they have just as much offensive talent. Without Carissa, I didn't edge UCLA.
0: I like the under, I have no take on the side. I think this game gets a little bit lower scoring. I think UCLA wins the old, uh, the the pace battle. I think some, the shot quality metrics points about teams. I think missing some shots they've, uh, they've made recently. So I just like an under championship game of a uh, conference conference title. So um,
1: that might be a a chorus, a refrain of this episode.
0: Yep. Get ready for uh, that, that, uh, that track on repeat, I guess. All right, Kai, next game, big 12, Texas tech, Kansas. Saw the Red Raiders compete admirably with the Jayhawks in Fog Allen, take them double overtime despite being shorthanded. They beat them in Lubbock. It seems like from a matchup angle, they kind of have Kansas's number. Uh, or see David McCormick has been a shell himself, obviously not fully healthy. But Mitch Lightfoot is apparently Shaq in this tournament so far. So can that keep going today? Is there like mm-hmm. a real, um, I guess, a real option or source of offense to play inside out through Mitch Lightfoot?
2: Uh, well, no, I don't think so, but yeah, uh, good, good answer. Good. Sorry, ahead, Mitch, I wanted
0: to hype you up there. I, I,
2: yeah, I had to put him on the pedestal for a hot sec. Kansas has looked uh, very impressive these last two tourney games. I mean, they took care of TCU with ease. Um, so maybe they're getting back to that national championship contender that we thought KU was for most of the year. Texas Tech squeaked by Oklahoma. Uh, they they pulled it out. They appear fully healthy, Jim. That's big for Texas Tech. Obviously, Shannon and McCullough are both playing healthy minutes there. I think it's close. But I'm going to give the lean to Kansas here. They're the much better offensive team. Uh, KU has that size to stop the basket attack, interior play. Texas Tech prefers. They can't really shoot. Um, so I'm leaning towards Texas Tech, Jim. <laughs> Kansas, excuse me.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of came into this tournament saying I'm, I don't really buy what Kansas is doing. I'm not picking up what they're putting down. And they told me to shut it. Uh, two excellent performances so far. Been really, really impressed with them. Like, we kind of talked about how like, all right, maybe this Kansas team just isn't going to peak. And look, here they are running through the big 12 tournament. We mentioned how they're like semi home ish games. They've got a great atmosphere there in yes. Kansas city. Mm-hmm. I think that does give them a little bit of boost. Did you guys see the Agbaje dunk yesterday, by the way? Yeah, I was wild. In, nope. nope. Inbound. It was number one in top 10 plays. Kai, I highly encourage you to check it out. Total posterization lob off the inbound. It was, it was ridiculous. Um, So, yeah, in spite of what I thought coming into this tournament, here I am accepting new information and changing my mind. I'm leaning towards Kansas as well. Yeah, yeah. I I came in saying Texas Tech would win this event, but their little nervous meltdown yesterday where they almost let Oklahoma win, and then Kansas' performance has allowed me to swing towards the Jayhawks.
0: Mm -hmm. I lean that way as well, but uh, nothing profound. I think you guys hit all the relevant points. Let's keep cruising. Too much to talk about to belabor anything, Mr. McKeon. Going to you for the Big East title. Creighton, Villanova. How about these Jays? The Ryan Nemhard down Jays hasn't mattered. Uh, Arthur Kaluma, a man possessed. Ryan Kulprenner, the reigning their Big East defensive player of the year, has owned the paint. But Nova was just up to the challenge against a pretty formidable um, interior front line with UConn yesterday squeaking by the Huskies to advance. What are you looking at here, short spread or, uh, or not high enough?
2: Well, first of all, incredible job by Greg McDermott um, in general getting the fourth seed in the Big East tournament with one of the youngest teams in the country, then going three and two without Ryan Nimhard and destroying Providence after handling Marquette is, is just, wow. That that's an incredible coaching job. Credit to the players, obviously as well, but that, that, that's incredible. Having said that, Jim, I think this is where the train ends Um, Nova is simply too good to beat without Ryan Nimhard defensively. Nova is incredibly sound. I'm not worried about Cogburner inside. The guard play edge is now huge in favor of Villanova, and Creighton ball handling could get exposed in this game. Spread's big. It's warranted. I lean towards Villanova.
1: Yeah, I I think it's too many, uh, too many points. At seven, I'm kind of leaning towards Creighton. Uh, They have been very feisty. Villanova, with the Samuels back spasms and Dixon uh, dealing with his nausea or whatever, like maybe they're just kind of – not limping through because obviously they've been excellent and gotten victories, but they're gutting out wins. That's what it feels like to me rather than like totally on their a game. Uh, so I'm leaning towards Creighton. <laughs> they went on a 35 to four run against Providence yesterday. It was absolutely ridiculous. Ryan Hawkins has been fantastic. Colum has been really good since he came back from his injury. Um, and I guess they've dealt with the point guard slot pretty well. So yeah, I think Creighton can keep it close ish. Uh, and even if they get down 10, they'll do what every single underdog has done, yeah, fight back, right. get close, uh, and, and get inside that number. That would be my, my guess, Matthew.
0: Jim, and that is why I'm going to off the hip at Best Bet Villanova, first half. Remove the second half nonsense variance in the equation. Minus three and a half is the consensus price at most shops. Um, I think yeah, What's it empty. at that Rivers, Matt? Minus three and a half. That's okay. all that matters. You're right. The other shops don't matter. Thank you for reminding me. Mm-hmm. Company man here. I just think it's too short. I think this Villanova team is is poised and ready to have a strong performance today, but mostly Creighton just emptied the bowl to the chamber yesterday. That was a massive run against Providence. There's just no way they're going to hold up the game. They know they're in. It's a young team. Uh, certainly, you can see them coming out and laying an egg here, especially in a flat spot maybe to start off. And, and you're right, they probably can scrap and claw back late, but hey, that's why we take first half. So remove that second half variance nonsense. Uh, all right, last game here before we go to the outline. I'm sorry, the, the chat mob round one, Jim. Duke-Virginia Tech. Devils survived a scare against the Canes, the same defensive issues continued to reemerge, but they did get it done. And then Vatek promptly silenced a UNC team I was saying was on a tear and bound to maybe even seal the ACC title crown. So the Hokies have my attention again. What are you looking at in this matchup? Me? Uh, oh, oh, boys. Jim. Yeah, okay. sorry. I was, was tracking. I choose mod. Jim. My mistake. Front row, Jim, please. Uh,
1: Matt. Again, this is kind of like the uh, the last game. I, I think Duke has been limping through this this tar- this tournament. Really not impressive uh, so far, to me at least. And Virginia Tech's been awesome, and they're rolling. They have played slow games. Granted that you know the fourth game in four days is tough, uh, with the first one being in overtime. But they play slow games. They've actually been playing more of their bench than I expected. They've been going like a legitimate eight deep. It's not five plus some change. Uh, so a, a little bit of respect that to there. And I just it just feels like, Kai, with the, the, the tough to prepare for short uh, turnaround here, Virginia Tech's complex offense is, is something I trust more than Duke just kind of throwing talent at the walls here. So I'm leaning towards the Hokies again. I, I like a lot of dogs. I like a lot of unders today. That's That's where my head's at.
2: Yeah, Virginia Tech might have played their way into the tournament already, but why leave it to chance, Matthew? Might as well beat Duke, too, and just remove all doubt here. Duke has had two scares in a row, Syracuse and Miami. This is on the heels of the UNC loss. They don't look great right now. Um, these two teams met back in December. All yep. the way back then, the ACC weird conference play. Duke won that handily, but Virginia Tech did have an eight-point lead in the second half. Yeah, um, they, they, they could have gotten there. They're 11-2 over the last 13 games, playing very well right now. I'm worried about the interior. I'm worried about Illumin Mutz handling Williams, John, Bancaro. That seems like a pretty big mismatch. But the coaching matchup, I think, is a mismatch as well. I think Virginia Tech has a better coach here. I lean towards the Hokies.
0: Yeah, you mentioned that first matchup. I thought Virginia Tech did a great job of making Duke into jump shooters, but Duke went with a small ball lineup in that game. I think they played Griffin a ton, didn't really play Mark Williams a lot, and Duke just spread him out and drove them. Uh, But still, I thought it was a decent defensive game plan from Mike Young. I think he comes out with something similar today. I actually lean Virginia Tech. I've been playing Duke, I think, stubbornly in the last couple of weeks. I actually like Tech in this matchup in this spot. Parallels, I think, to Creighton and Iowa, or sorry, Indiana today, where I think teams have gotten big wins in the tournament. They think they're probably in. Did they crack today? Did they kind of let their foot off the gas of the first sign of adversity? I'm curious to see how all three of those teams play in somewhat similar uh, matchups today. Jim, it's time for chat, Mom. I apologize for throwing the ball to you while you're rounding up the questions, no, but now it's your time me. to shine. No, I got to
1: be able to multitask. I would have I would have razzed you hard. Well, we know, I, yeah, I wouldn't have I oh, fumbled I gotta, that so I got to wear it. I got to wear it. Uh, all right. Multiple people asking about Texas A&M and Arkansas, saying the Aggies match up well with Arkansas. And honestly, they do. Beat them once, lost in overtime. Uh, it's been pretty impressive. Kai, they have won like seven straight since Marcus Williams got hurt. Additions by subtraction. Do you think the Aggies get another huge victory for their outlarge hopes today?
2: Uh, man, it's, it's hard to think that they win this game, especially how well Arkansas is playing. And frankly, I'll admit they played great against yesterday. LSU played like crap, but that's a lot of credit to Arkansas as well. No tie is incredible. Um, absolutely unstoppable in that game. I think A&M can hang around. I'm not going to take the points of them. I'm not going to take plus six because I, I don't want to fade Arkansas. I'd say it's possible, Jim. I'm very squarely on the fence.
1: Yeah, I think they could win and plus six is decent. Again, I lean a lot of dogs and a lot of unders. I think the Aggies are another solid one there. They've got a lot of depth, so I'm not like too too concerned about playing so many games back to back. And Matt, you mentioned yesterday Quentin Jackson has emerged into a star. His his stat lines are ridiculous. Hogo stick hops. Yep. Crazy, crazy highlights. Uh Matt, you get the Mac title game. MAC yeah, MAAT. Over there, No Iona here, surprisingly, but St. Peter's, Monmouth, what do you lean in here?
0: surprised they opened this summer what they did. I was leaning a little bit harder toward um, to, to Monmouth. I thought I'd get a little bit more than three, though, just given how well St. Peter's has played, Kai. I still like the Hawks at plus three, but I was hoping to catch like four or five, just, again, given how well the Peacocks have played. I think they're one of the best ATS teams in the country. They've quietly been really good. Hey, it's one of my best bets. Monmouth, plus three. <laughs> 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 so, Spike.
2: One of my best bets. I think it should be closer to pick. Um, Straight value play for me. Dogs and Mac play. Monmouth plus three. Boom. We love it. Let's go Hawks. Uh, Kai, Ivy League tips off today. Uh, Yes. Benny,
1: one of one likes Cornell, I think. I think it's what he'd said. But Cornell-Princeton. They're playing. uh, Around a six-point spread. What do you think? They're already playing. It's probably first half over.
2: Goodness gracious. (laughs) 37-22.
0: Or no, I'm sorry. 37-24. That's it. Uh, yeah,
2: that, that's not looking great style. for Cornell in the first half. I'll say that. Not at
1: all. Uh, all right. Pivoting. Matt, 8-10 semifinals, Slew and Davidson. Chat kind of thinks Slew gets rolled. Actually, there's mixed mixed opinions here. Uh, what do you think happens in this one?
0: I lean Davidson pretty hard. I mean, they dismantled them without Foster to in the regular season. I wasn't very impressed with Slew yesterday. Um, I thought the Bonnies played pretty poorly, all things considered, and they still yes. had a chance to win the game um i this slew team's gritty but there's real holes and if you just guard gibson jimerson you have a chance to be slew every time you take the floor but same, I didn't, didn't figure that out yesterday took too many uh big daggers to, to realize that
1: yep over and over let him get open including on the very final bucket of the game just letting him come off the screen on a baseline out of bounds yeah easy play Wasn't switch screens fellas come on uh all right next game indiana iowa kai from matt arch Matt does not get to talk about his alma mater. He can, wow. he can rejoice in the fact that they're going to be in the NCAA tournament. I'm going to you here. Yeah, we're just both my best bets, eh, Jim? Sure
2: Mr. Mr. Czar here. Yeah, Indiana. Best bet yeah, number these are the two. That is the questions that are being asked
1: about. There's only like <laughs> five or six
2: questions. It's actually not that popular of a chat day, surprisingly. Hi, Indiana Indiana uh, plus five and a half is my second best bet. Again, I think this spread is <laughs> a little too high. Um, look, roughly the same spread between Indiana and Illinois. Do you think Iowa is as good as Illinois? I don't, I don't think Illinois is as good as, or Iowa is as good as Illinois. So I'm taking the value here, Indiana plus five and a half. Okay. Let's keep the run going, Indiana.
0: There, Jim, really good question from the, uh, or comment in the mob mentioning, I forgot who said it, Iowa feels like last year's UCLA. Like they've just gone to a different stratosphere and maybe that's a, a, uh, a foreshadow of what's to come. Can I disagree, disagree with that? UCLA. I look at the five
1: games entering the tournament. They were I terrible see- entering the tournament.
0: Yeah, they were. That's a good point. That's like, fair.
1: Maybe they're they're having the run that UCLA had, but like a week earlier. They turned it on a little earlier. Yeah,
2: yeah. They're early? blowing their load. The they're blowing their load. There you go.
1: You know, uh, Matthew, you can talk about your our tribal, North Carolina. We're taking on Virginia Tech. Oh, we just did that. Gosh, I there's the questions are.
2: Let's holster not, them, Jim. Let's just go let's back to Orlando.
1: Yeah, back to rundown. I'm 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 off my game as the are today, guys. I apologize. I'll wear it. Matthew, take over.
0: it's the hardest job of any of the three here, right? You have the uh, the host, the sort of passenger third wheel, and then you have Jets. So ours is by far the hardest, no question. Uh so like you're fine. Just take the course. Yeah, third <laughs> wheel's the best. You get to make fun of everyone else. Kai, I'm going right to you though. So stay sharp, stay on your toes. San Diego State, Boise State. We're talking the Mountain West title mm-hmm. game in Jim's neck of the woods. I've been an Aztec believer since the start of this tournament. I still think the best team in this conference. The number open minus two, another low, low total. Again, these Mountain West unders um, just low-scoring environment teams that play drag-out rock fights. It seems to be amplified when you pin them against each other. I do lean under even though it's a low number, and I do like the techs. Where are you? Yeah, San Diego State's been awesome. Uh, They're 10-1 and in the last 11 games. Now, 6-5
2: and against the spread. So, is there value here on the dog in Boise? I think so. I don't know if San Diego State should be favored. Uh, Defense wins championships, Jim, and Frankly, that's what San Diego State does best, number one in the country. They allowed another uh, another game under one point per possession against Colorado State. 59 and 60 possessions San Diego State has played in the Mountain West Tournament so far. I mean, they're making these crawls. And we know that Boise San Diego State will be a crawl, gym because we have precedence two games already this season. I think I'm going to kick it to you right there, and I'll holster. Uh,
1: well, Kai, you, you did a much, better set, a much better job setting me up <laughs> than I did uh, setting you up. Uh, under, that's bet. Yeah, love it. 117 at Bet Rivers right now. Uh, I am very okay with that number. I think this struggles to hit 100. The slowdown of conference finals, the overvaluation of possessions, or, or correct valuation of possessions, I guess, uh, combined with the way both of these teams play, the way both of them can defend each other. Yeah, I'm in on the under. I think this is going to be a crawl, as you mentioned. Uh, San Diego State, and you know, they they looked better than I expected yesterday. Uh, Maddie Bradley is hitting big shots for him, but uh, I would still probably lean towards the dog in terms of a side. But I'm not betting it. Just taking the under, Matthew, I think we see very few points once again in the Mountain West. It's been a consistent, consistent trend.
0: Speaking of such trends, Jim, we're going to Conference USA title game, the Frisco Disco. Um, man, if you bet unders in this conference tournament yesterday, you were feeling pretty good about yourself until, of course, triple overtime ruined one of those in dramatic fashion. Hard to say if UAB was a bad beat. Can't really say that when you're in uh, triple overtime, but when you're up 12 and then the old refs double technical plus the three at the buzzer, I was not a happy camper. Jelly Walker's a star, Jim, but so is Chris Lofton on the other side. I'm sorry, Chris Lofton, Kenny Lofton, excuse me, Junior Lofton, as he's come to be known, not the base dealer for the Cleveland Indians. <laughs> Um, I lean toward the dog here, Jimmy. I kind of like LaTeX. I've been to UAB back recently, but I think LaTeX the side.
1: I do too. Uh yesterday I kind of felt the same way. Like I, I don't know if they've just been undervalued in some metrics or, or have their value has gotten low, but where that the opening line yesterday with LaTeX felt crazy, got bet down. Uh I, I kind of feel the same way today. And like you said, UAB is off a triple overtime game. That's no easy turnaround. They also played the later game yesterday. Uh, but once again. I'm I'm riding the under second best bet of the day under in the conference USA. I think the shooting background is really difficult. I think coming off a three overtime game, even for a team with the depth that UAB has Kai, I think there's an incentive to play slow Uh, number right now, 135. I'm taking it. Yeah. Uh, I I just think Louisiana tech too, is more an up-tempo team and look at the totals in their conference USA games. They've been really, really low. Uh, I think it's just, everything is slowing down in that building ride with that trend.
2: Yep. Uh, I think it's a great bet, Jim. I- I'm sad about the mean green in, in general in, the- in this conference, um, yeah. but I we have too. two, we have two great candidates here for the dance. I think LaTeX or UAB would be a great addition to the field of 68. Uh, Lofton's been in the shadows this season after taking the media by storm with team USA. He's still there, fellas. He rocks. He's, he's awesome to watch. He was making jumpers yesterday too. It was nice. Yeah. He's a great player. Um, and then of course, UAB has jelly Walker, who is, incredibly fun to watch. My God, he put UAB on his back in that three overtime game against middle Tennessee. Are we worried about legs? Jim mentioned UAB is a fairly deep team, but four guys played over 43 minutes. Michael Erdl played 54 minutes yesterday. So crazy. Yeah. Even if you're in really good shape, which these guys are, that's still pretty tough, especially when you have to play at a high level against Louisiana tech today, Matt UAB did sweep La tech during the season. They actually kind of dominated them in both games. UAB has that size with Jemison to match up with Lofton. Guard plate, I say more, more so of a toss-up, probably lean towards UAB. The athleticism is there. Coaching toss-up as well. Uh, I'll go minus, uh, plus three, I lean towards Louisiana Tech, but it's mainly because of that triple overtime game. I think UAB is a very tough matchup for La Tech.
0: Yeah, I mean, Rich Homie Quan Jackson, our guy, I mean, everywhere, just a Tasmanian devil out there. Mm-hmm. He had uh, 10 rebounds yesterday, had 14 a game before, also had four steals yesterday. Call on with 16 points. So just an absolute Swiss army knife. I hope to see him and jelly in jelly and the tourney, but I think I'd be fine seeing Junior loft in there as well. And again, I do lean that way. Jim going to you for the Mac title game, Kent state versus Akron, man, the flashes have been unbeatable, invincible the last few weeks. Um, I, I don't see any reason why their are momentum halts today against an Akron team. I'm just still not a believer in, I've been fading them consistently and while it's burning the last two games, seems like the early money agrees open minus one Kent state now up to minus three. What are you looking at?
1: I I'm, I want to say I'm surprised to see these teams, but if I'm doing hindsight analysis and seeing with 2020, these are the teams most capable and most comfortable playing in a half court game. I think Mm. Uh, Kent state's defense is the best. The interior defense in particular is the best in the league. Akron is the slowest team in the league has maybe the best front court. Um, the, the difference has been Akron's gotten an awesome play from Castaneda, who I, I think is kind of like a so dodgy up and down, tough to trust guy. But when he's playing well, that really takes this team to a new level. Uh, obviously, Kerry is great for Kent State. He's, he's consistent player of the year in the league. I'm leaning towards Kent State here. They are rolling, like won a bunch of games in a row against everybody in this league. Uh, I think because of some of the, the guard play advantages that they have, they're not going to be – uh, intimidated by the the interior play, like the, the interior combo for Akron's great, uh, but Kai, I'm I'm going to Kent State. The steam has been on them, so at three, yeah. I don't know if I'm quite willing to lay it, but I'm
2: close. I, I like the Flashers. Yeah, they're fourteen and zero since January twenty first, Jim. Kent and they're eleven and three against the spread. They're they're hot. They're rolling, and it's really clear to see why. I agree. Hindsight, I'm not sure about Akron, but Kent State. I mean, they're super balanced. Carry is the player of the year. Runs point. They have big wings. They have legitimate big men in Hamilton. Yeah, bigs big, are great. Hamilton's tall, block shots. Beck is just burly. Um, can can outstrength anyone in this conference. And Akron places the post, Matt. You can't do that against Kent State. It's not going to work. Um, they do get to the line. That's Kent State's concern. Uh, Kent State fouls a lot. Akron gets to the line. I think of the fourth highest rate in the country. That could be their downfall. Obviously, Akron has the MAC player, uh, defensive player of the year in Freeman. But Kent State again. So balanced, they can beat you in so many different ways. I'm not worried about their interior getting taken away because I trust sincere carry. I think it's a big difference in talent, frankly. So I'm rolling with the better, more
0: talented team, the hotter
2: team, Kent State.
0: Yeah, what I love about Kent State is they have two guards, guards Malik Jacobs and Andrew Garcia that play like bigs, the way they crash the glass. It's just a different type of team. You're not used to having to defend the glass against five um you know, invaders. And that's like, it's four really. Cause Carrie usually leaks back, but like, they're just so tough to keep off the boards. Um, Kent's or Akron did a decent job in both games this season and the regular season. So maybe it's not a bloodbath inside. Like I initially thought I lean Kent state though. I'm just not trying to get in the way of the steam right now. It's too, it's too hot. Jim last one on the outline here. It's big sky championship showdown, Montana state, Northern Colorado, Steve smiley, Danny sprinkle, two coaches. We love
2: two great. I lean Bobcats.
0: Names. Yeah, great last names. I mean, who doesn't love those dudes? And they're taking their programs to unprecedented heights. You'll love to see it. I lean the Bobcats here. Um, I know you mentioned that there's some injury concerns with Javril Bello, who's been playing with the walkie knee. I know he was getting looked at after the game. But his backup, whose name I cannot pronounce, has been phenomenal. Great Osubor. Great Osubor, that's right. All right, good. I thought it was, right, a, thought it was yeah. a different pronunciation that first time. But he's been incredible. And it's funny, this league's like the League of English Big Men. Um, and Montana State's got two great ones up front.
1: Yeah, I, I lean towards Montana State as well, but the number is a little high. Like, I, yeah. I was just thinking, oh, this will be minus one, minus two. I'll pick the winner. But seeing four, four and a half has me nervous. Both these teams really squeaked by yesterday, close mm-hmm. games. Yep. Uh, so, I, I have a hard time seeing Montana State, like, really getting away from Northern Colorado. Uh, Bodie Hume fouled out late for the Bears. I think that kind of hurt them coming with, with uh, the back door for Portland State. Uh, so, yeah, Kai, lean towards Montana State. I think they have – Arguably the better coach. I like them both though, quite a bit. Uh, so I'll go Bears as the one seed and the favorite, but I'm not laying the points. Uh,
2: yeah, uh, please let Montana State win this game. <laughs> this is the only <laughs> this is the only big sky team that can do any damage in the NCAA tournament, in my opinion. Um, they have size, super athletic wings, talented guards, a great coach in Danny Sprinkle, and most importantly, what Northern Colorado lacks. They're great defensively. They're super physical. You're going to war with them when you play against them. Northern Colorado is fantastic off on offense. They have that Jeff Linder style of play, but they're among the worst defensive teams in the country. I think that comes back to bite them against, in, in this game. Matt, they have played two games this year, these two teams. Both of them were two-point games. They're both close. So I agree this four-and-a-half-point line seems pretty high, especially on a neutral floor in a tournament setting like this. Um, But I think Montana State does have the goods. They're going to run shooters off the line, funnel them into the shot blockers in the middle. I just worry about how hot Northern Colorado can get because they certainly can.
0: Yeah, again, as I've said, my gut lean Montana State. And then you look at the number a few more times, like four does feel high. I took Northern Colorado first half. I worry that their lack of bench could bite them if this game gets into a grind late in the second half. Um, but Dalen Coots, man, thirty-six points last night. Dude's an absolute killer. Former Colorado down transfer, and then on the other side, Raquan Battle, the former Washington down transfer, has been a uh, an engine for the Montana State offense. So both teams again benefiting from those power conference high caliber talents uh, like, acquisitions this offseason. I like the intel from Eric here in the chat. He's at the game yesterday.
2: Said Montana content, Montana State contingent was huge, and like no Northern Colorado fans for
0: what it's worth. Interesting. Hmm. Okay, maybe hmm. a half point. A home I like court. That. uh Doc there. All right. Outline done. Jim, let's keep doing it. Chat my questions. Hey, I get a chance to be better today. That's yeah, great. I get Get a chance to bounce back. Bounce Matt, back we're going boys. to you for
1: the SWAC final, Texas Southern Alcorn state. Somehow Alcorn is there after the wow. insane wow. preview A&M game. Uh, this feels like a coaching edge for Alcorn, but man, the talent edge tips a little bit towards Texas Southern. What do you think?
0: Uh Yeah, I'm looking at the two regular season matchups. Texas Southern actually protected the ball against Alcorn which is wild. Um, I kind of like Texas Southern here. I, I hate taking going against the coaching edge you mentioned, Jim, but I think they're the better team.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, the, the, the fun thing here is if Linnell Henry can keep up his dominance of the SWAC tournament, he's been, he was great at Prairie View A&M winning SWAC tournaments and now he's doing yep. it at Alcorn. Uh, Kai, we've got questions on both AAC semifinals. I'm dishing you Tulane Houston to start Relatively big spread here. And mm-hmm. Obviously, Houston down or, or doesn't have many guards, not a lot of depth. No Jalen Cook likely for Tulane. He dressed yesterday, but did not yep. even warm up. So I'm kind of anticipating not playing. What do you think?
2: I'm impressed Tulane has gotten this far without Cook. And um, um, that's that's impressive. They have other players, but he is super important to their team. Ron Hunter is a fantastic coach. 13 and a half is a lot, man. I, I think it's too much for Ron Hunter. Now um, you saw Houston extend late. They were not covering that entire game against Cincinnati ended up taking over in the second half. That's what they can do. They can truly dominate teams. Um, so don't feel comfortable with the green wave map. That's the way I'd lean.
0: So I'm just distracted watching Vermont lay the, uh, lay the wood to UNBC. So oh, congrats, congrats lock to those. You, uh, a lot of mobsters had first half. Looks like that's Matt, an easy
1: cash Matt, lock in for the other AAC game here, Memphis SMU SMU swept the regular season meetings here is that indicative of a huge matchup edge or is it kind of a little bit fluky? The first game was the not as strong edition of Memphis. What do you
0: right, think? Right. Right. No, I think it is. I think the size gives that smaller SMU lineup some issues and they have the perimeter foot speed to keep pace and corral Kendrick Davis and, right. uh, and those wings.
1: Both matchups.
0: Oh, SMU. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I think that's a fluke. Then I think SMU okay. Memphis has the better matchup edge. I'm, I'm surprised that happened. Um, Again, I just think that the Weathers bros and Davis, and they, they they're prolific, they're talented, but they can be beaten with sides, and I think Memphis can negate that.
1: Yeah, and Memphis feels like they're just kind of rolling right now. They've figured it out. I'm, I'm Different impressed with the Tigers. Uh, Kai, we've got some big semifinal matchups to hit in some big conferences. Mm-hmm. People are, are mad we haven't hit them yet, but Michigan State, Purdue, a couple of questions there. Purdue, maybe not as sharp as we would have thought yesterday against Penn State. It was playing a couple – Games in a couple days,
2: back-to-backs. What do you think about this one? Uh, Six and a half, I would say there's value on Michigan State, but I think Purdue can roll them. Um, I lean towards Purdue. Yeah,
1: this is another one where I kind of just default
2: to dog. I can't help it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Yeah. I'd probably default to dog in most of these matchups, honestly.
1: Uh, Matthew, Tennessee, Kentucky, uh, like a top-10 matchup in the entire country, like two great teams, and we're we're getting to them in Chat Mob Part 2. That's how great today's slate is. What do you think that the first two games between these two were outstanding? Do we get a yep. third classic?
0: I like Kentucky. I think it's a close game, though. The key thing I've mentioned or I've heard read some about is Kennedy Chandler's um, injury. I didn't get a chance to watch them play yesterday, but he mm-hmm. obviously matters a ton. I know they have other creators with uh, with Ziegler and to a lesser extent Vescovy, but Chandler is a game changer in the backcourt. So I, I think they need him. with him at less than one hundred percent, I lean UK pretty strong at two and a half.
1: I do too. I, even. Even if he's in there, I kind of would have thought oh, I, I like Kentucky a little more. Um, and now with that potential injury concern, that makes me even lean harder towards big blue. So, hey, a favorite that I actually like. How about that, guys? Uh, Kai, let's go Miak final. Matt did the swack, You get the Miak. Juan Dixon and Coppin State are in the final. Yeah. What a run. Jesse Zarzuela actually was great yesterday after his yep. dud in the quarters. But Norfolk is the class of this league. What, what, what do you think?
2: I think plus eight, I would take Coppin. With Zarzuela in the lineup, they are very good. They competed with really, really good teams in the non-conference portion. Uh, we were saying how impressed we were the entire year with them heading into conference play. Um, I think it's Norfolk's game to win. I would lean towards Coppin on the cover.
1: All right, Matt. The whack. the wild, wild whack. New Mexico State, Abilene Christian, I tweeted this this morning, but Abilene Christian could be the third team in the past 25 years to force 80-plus turnovers in one conference tournament. They need to force 18 today to do that. Do they turn over these Aggies, or does New Mexico State's kind of resurgence in this tournament, does that show that they're going to dominate this game again?
0: Yeah, I've been back in the Aggies on repeat the last couple of weeks. I actually like ACU at the current number. It's been about up to five and a half. I think it's pretty high. I know it's their fourth game in four days, but uh, New Mexico State's had turnover issues this season. Now they didn't uh, didn't ha- weren't really bothered by it in the first meeting in the regular season, but I think it could come back to haunt them here. So I like ACU plus five and a half.
2: Yeah, just, I've watched. Oh, go ahead, Kyle. So, sorry, yeah, sixty-two turnovers they forced over twenty per game in the WAC
1: tournament. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I've watched both the last two games uh, Abilene. I've just been so impressed. Like they're just tough as nails. They knocked down a ton of late free throws yesterday to keep Seattle at bay. Um, Darian Tramiel had 39 and Seattle didn't win like that. That tells you how, how well Abilene must've played. Uh, So yeah, impressed with them. I would, I would lean towards taking the points there. Uh, We have not hit the Southland final. I can take this one since I wrote it up for all action network, Texas A&M Corpus Christi, Southeast Louisiana. Uh, Again, shocking. I like the under almost the best bet, but not going to take it. Uh, Both these teams played their slowest game yesterday since like, mid-january uh, so it's non-incarnate word game I guess since mid-january but they were playing like fellow fast teams and the game just slowed down and if you go back to the pre-conference tournament when they played in January uh, the third day for every uh, every team every under hit so I think the back-to-backs catch up with these teams that are all like effort energy attack the rim press on defense I think it really slows down so I like the under sidewise, maybe a slightly into Corpus Christi. I think they dominate the offensive glass, but Southeast Louisiana also won that pre-conference tournament. So they're, they're certainly a uh, experienced winning these types of events. Matt, I think the last question in the chat is the big West final. I haven't hit it yet. The beach boys won on a wild buzzer beater last night. Uh, really tough shot by Jaden Jones. They're taking on Fullerton who survived against Hawaii. What do you think?
0: Uh, I'm with the Beach Boys here, Jim. Money seems to disagree with me. It's been bet up to Fullerton, small favorite now. But they did they sweep Fullerton They beat them once for sure. I think they only saw I only played one time. Um, I like Beach, man. I think their talents legit. Sometimes they get a little too helter skelter for me in transition, but uh they just kind of have that mojo right now. So I want to see Beach in my field. Let's go beach.
1: Yeah, yeah I kind of I think I prefer Beach over Fullerton, but yeah, they're both solid. I did not the tournament I expected to see the one versus the two seed oh. in the final. I, I thought I'd get all kinds of upsets there. And instead chalk. Um, okay. Did I redeem myself
2: on, on the chat
1: guys? Yeah, yes. Yes. Come back. You did Jim. I think we it's hit every big. game.
2: Yeah, Did we hit every game? Awesome. Proud Pretty of sure. us. Maybe not a uh, Penn Yale, uh, uh, Eileen Penn. Boom. Done. Yeah. Probably do too. Uh, okay. time. Right. Let's recap best bets. Hey, my best bets, my best bets were Monmouth plus three and Indiana plus five and a half. Boom. Uh, Mine were the Mountain West title game, under 117,
1: Boise State, San Diego State, and the CUSA title game, uh, Louisiana Tech, UAB, under 135. Matthew.
0: Richmond plus two, Nova first half, minus three and a half. Let's go Wildcats and itsy-bitsy Spiders. Arachnids, assemble. That does it. That's our show today, folks. We are coming to you tomorrow on the day of all days, the holy days, the Sabbath, Kai. That's at 10 a.m. Central tip time. Is that correct? Is that 10.15? Same time as today? 10.15. Same as today. But, hey, we'll say 10 just in case you guys get there 15 minutes early. You can load up the chat and all the questions for us. Championship Sunday, Selection Sunday. It comes tomorrow. Come back and join us. Until that time, have a great St. Patrick's Day, and good luck on your wagers.